Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I came to Dallas to win the world championship. Buy into us. Let's talk gut and feel. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you feel when you hear McCarthy's coming back? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You make a change of the head coach. Essentially, you're scrapping everything. I don't want to sit there and watch this team win six games. Today's guests, ESPN NFL analyst, Lewis Riddick. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Calvin Johnson. NFL Network insider, Tom Pelissero. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this Friday prior to Divisional Playoff Weekend edition of the Rich Eisen Show live on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. Also, Sirius XM Odyssey. We're live. And then there's people who are listening to this on a podcast saying we're not live. (laughs) And and you're not lying. I'm not lying. These things can be true. All at the same time. It's kind of wild because you can listen to us on demand. You can also watch us on demand through the Roku channel Rich Eisen Show collection page. It's a fancy way of saying you can watch us whenever you want. You We also re-air throughout the entire weekend on channel 210 on the Roku channel because we're unavoidable. There's our YouTube page. We're about to go over 700,000 subscribers there and we're so appreciative of that We notice our numbers on our Facebook page, our Instagram page are going through the roof. We love popping out the content for you. Whose phone is on? Is that Mike Del Tufo's phone is on? Is he answering the call right now? Westwood One was calling me, our radio person. Okay, very good. So you're doing work. It's mad work over there. We're on Westwood One, by the way. At any rate, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I'm not giving out Mike Del Tufo's personal information. So I was actually doing something important. Good for you. Good for you. I'm glad you're here. I wasn't looking for Doug the Pug pictures. The audio executive is on fire right now. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you? I, I don't know if I believe him. I think that I might believe have been him. a random phone call. I believe him. He looks miserable. He don't don't worry. Take care of it. Don't, 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 don't. Denver, Colorado. You look miserable. Right, you look miserable, right. which means you're working. <laughs> Thank you. Although, although, when you're working for Fox Sports 1, you're smiling, taking selfies. Like, hey, hey, look at me. Look at me working fingers for UMBC on FS1. Number one team. UConn twice this week. boy. That's how I do you don't, by Name the way, a single don't, player on UConn. They don't put you on the B game or the C game. <laughs> and I'm on Big Fox on Saturday. Good for you. Name Big a Fox. single UConn player. Good to see you over TJ Jefferson. Uh, how are you, sir? Right. Good well, to Rich, see you. Rich, you mentioned our YouTube page yesterday in one of our videos. I got accused, accused of being an ageist because I brought up your age during one of our back and forths. So clearly it was from someone who never watches this show and doesn't know that you bring up your age all the time. And I, I got... Yelled at for for bringing up your age. If, to make Stop you feel better, just to maybe <laughs> potentially uh, make you feel better, no matter how much grief you might be getting on social media right now, it does not come close 
to what Amy Trask is currently oh, getting from 49er man, fans. You ain't never lied. What the football? Everyone should check that out. Um, with Susie Schuster and Amy Trask. Amy gave her unvarnished opinion of where she places Brock Purdy in the category of quarterbacks that Wasn't are playing this weekend. Uh, no, the the very bottom of the list. Oh. It, actually, you know, it's kind of wild when you take a look at this weekend's divisional playoff games, and we're about to, and Lewis Riddick's going to join us from ESPN coming up shortly. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love. What do all seven of them have in common? I'll tell you. They're all first-round quarterbacks. Oof. Go figure. The only one who wasn't drafted in the first round is the guy who was drafted last in his draft I mean. in Brock Purdy. That's kind of wild. It's one yeah. of those weird, wild stats. Some weird, wacky stuff. You want, you want to hear another weird, wild stat? From this weekend's uh, playoffs, I'm about to give it to you. In the Easter egg known as my Rich Eisen Show divisional weekend playoff preview. I always do this on the eve of either a season or a big playoff weekend. I need my music. I need Mike Del Tufo to hit me with the audio executive music <laughs> that he always does. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Thank you, sir. You get the bells. We're going to start with the NFC first. It's on Saturday night, a seven seed, the Green Bay Packers taking on the San Francisco 49ers in a playoff game. If this sounds familiar to you, the hey, the Niners playing the Packers in a playoff game. Guess what? This is the 10th time they're meeting in the playoffs. Most common postseason matchup in NFL history. They don't play in the same division, by the way. It's quite wild. No other matchup in the playoffs has occurred more than five times since 1995. This is the 10th time that they're playing each other in the playoffs. All time. And it's Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant in his draft, against Jordan Love, who was totally irrelevant in his team while Aaron Rodgers was starting for the Packers and winning MVPs and making the playoffs. And then guess what? not beating the 49ers. It's now time for Jordan Love to step up and potentially do something that Rodgers was unable to do in his final throws as a quarterback in, in Green Bay, which is get to the NFC Championship game by beating the San Francisco 49ers, something, something the Dallas Cowboys have been unable to do and the Cowboys wanted to do in the NFC Championship game, but Jordan Love had other ideas. One last interesting fact right here. They're the first, the Packers, seven seed to win a playoff game. And what I mean ever, I mean ever, because there used to be eight teams that made playoffs in the NFL. In the NFL. Seven seed didn't even win back then. Under the current construct, they are a seven seed now in the divisional playoffs. That has not happened. If you're wondering if that's ever happened in, say, any sport, they would be the Packers if they win the Super Bowl. The lowest seed to win a Super Bowl, obviously, since the seven seed's not won. The six-seeded Packers in 2010 was the lowest seed to ever win a Super Bowl, matching the 05 Steelers, who were the sixth seed. The lowest seed to ever win the NBA championship, the Larry OB. The six-seeded Houston Rockets in 1995. Whoa. The lowest seed to win 
the World Series, we just saw it. The five-seed Texas Rangers in 2023 and the 2014 San Francisco Giants. The lowest seed to win the Stanley Cup, the eighth-seeded LA Kings in 2012. And then the lowest seed to ever win the big dance. Sorry to bring it up, TJ. The 85 Villanova team were the eighth seed to win it all then. The Packers have a chance to shock the sports world. The 49ers are coming off of their bye week, and they are healthy, but they got curb stomped by the Ravens on Christmas night, and then they got banged up against the Washington Commanders and finally winning the one seed. They also got some help from the Lions uh, as well, where they got a little bit screwed up in Dallas. That sealed the one seed for the 49ers because they'd already beaten the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Lions losing in eligible gate cleared the path for the 49ers let's see if they can get back to the nfc championship game all they got to do is beat the seven seeded packers who come in young and hungry and not knowing anything about what they should be doing other than what they think they need to do which is just win football games can they go ahead and one and done the one seed 49ers after they just one and done the two seed dallas cowboys And if they do that, not only would that shock the world, that would give the Detroit Lions an opportunity to host a third playoff game at home this postseason because they would be taking on the Buccaneers for the right to host the NFC Championship game. If not, then the Niners move on, and the Lions and the Buccaneers would be taking on each other for the right to go to San Francisco. This is kind of wild. The Lions are hosting their second playoff game in a seven-day span this weekend. They would host a third playoff game this postseason, as I mentioned, in the NFC Championship game if the Packers surprise. The Lions hosted two home playoff games in a 65-year span before this past week. (laughs) What the hell is going on? They're hungry. And as it was pointed out on yesterday's program by Mike Tirico, who's calling this game, It is a matchup between two first overall selected quarterbacks who are playing for different teams because the teams that drafted them thought that they could do better without them. And here comes Baker Mayfield to take on Jared Goff. Baker Mayfield for a Bucs team that we all thought would just fall off the cliff now that Tom Brady is gone. This Bucs team could go to the NFC Championship game with Baker friggin' Mayfield as their quarterback. And Mike Evans is coming in. I know we played each other in week four with Godwin and everybody that this game didn't go their way. Different team right now. And the Lions are coming into this game having the roar being restored. What will happen when the two teams face each other, potentially knowing they can host an NFC Championship game? For the Lions to make it, after we saw their midseason swoon into the right to play one game for the Super Bowl, holy cow, that is kind of wild when you think about it. That's your NFC Divisional Playoff Preview. The American Football Conference. It all starts in Baltimore, Maryland. The Baltimore Ravens, who didn't play, it seemed, a single starter worth a damn, with all due respect to who did start against the Steelers in the rain in week 18 
They had pretty much off week 18. They had off week 19. The whole concept of rust or not, what are we going to see with them? They're the first ones up, and they do not, like the 49ers, have the benefit of having a road team come in on a short week. The Packers played Sunday last week. They're playing Saturday this week. The Texans not only played on Saturday last week, they played on Saturday the week before that, too. Don't forget, they beat the Colts on a Saturday night before the Week 18 finale. So they played not one, but two playoff games the last two Saturdays. One to get in the tournament and one to bounce the Browns out of it. And C.J. Stroud went into this stadium before. I know it was week one. It was his first game of his entire pro career. His head was probably spinning, but he's been there. So he's acted like he's been there pretty much every single week after the Ravens beat him in week one. C.J. Stroud versus Lamar Jackson is going to be awesome. And it's also going to be a matchup that I think we're going to be seeing for quite some time. We're going to see it next year, too, because these two teams won their divisions. They're going to play again next year. This is a Texans team that is equally as young as the Packers and doesn't know what they shouldn't know. And they're coming in to take on a Ravens team, though, that is totally different than the Ravens teams that we have seen with Lamar Jackson entering the postseason. This guy, the whole concept, because I saw Bill Polian again, is coming out saying, hey, <sighs> the Texans just need to keep him in the pocket and let him throw. It's like, hey, Bill, have you seen any film this year of Lamar Jackson? This guy is one of the most cold-blooded throwers of the football in the game. This is an MVP quarterback, soup to nuts. Sure, he can run. I got it. But he's also keeping his head yeah. up, and he's finding guys in places that you didn't see him find them in before. He's awesome. They are playing great. Unfortunately, Mark Andrews is not coming back in time for this game. They hope that he can come back for an AFC championship game. The Ravens have boat raced a ton of teams in their home stadium this year. I don't know if the Texans are going to be one of them, but I'm really looking forward to this game. And here's the nugget I was promising you off the top. Jadevian Clowney, who plays for the Baltimore Ravens, he is the first non-quarterback former number one overall pick to face the team that drafted him in a postseason game since 1980. The last one was John Matuzak, who faced the what? Oilers for the Raiders in 1980 in the AFC wildcard. Wow. How's that for a little nugget That's for you? That's a really cool you didn't, you didn't expect to hear Matuzak here not on the Friday before Matuzak divisional playoff weekend. But it all leads to the mother load. It's this generation's version of Manning and Brady straight up. And, you know, there is an NFC, an AFC North quarterback that will raise his hand every now and then, like Big Ben and, and Joe Burrow, who unfortunately is not healthy this year. But it's Allen and Mahomes. Mahomes from the 2017 draft, Allen from the 2018 draft. They have played each other six times in their careers, including postseason. They've split the games. Mahomes, though, is 2-0 in the games, if you will, that count the most because you win or go home, they're the playoff games. Their 2021 divisional game in Arrowhead was an instant classic. The Bills took a lead, as we know, with 13 seconds to go. 
The Ravens use those 13 seconds to tie the game, go into overtime, score a touchdown with the first possession, end the game, and the league changed the postseason overtime rules after that. That's how important that game proved to be and has absolutely informed us about both teams since then. They have played in the regular season, including this one where the Bills won the game in Arrowhead because Kadarius Tony made a mistake by lining up offsides to wipe out an offensive touchdown. Unbelievable. That did happen. The Bills did have an opportunity to maybe win the game anyway, but because of that result, this game is finally in Buffalo, New York. And Deion Dawkins of the Bills offensive line points out the crazy, crazy fact that this will be the first ever true road playoff game in the career of Patrick Mahomes. He's either played a playoff game in Arrowhead or at a neutral site in one of his three Super Bowls. This is what Deion Dawkins had to say about Mahomes coming to Buffalo with fans because he did go to Western New York in 2020 during the COVID year before. But as Dawkins points out, that's a different ball of wax than what he's about to experience. No disrespect. What year is this for, Pat? Seven or eight? Seven? Seven, right? He's only been here once? So he's never been here. Simple as that. Pat has never been to the Bills Stadium in full effect. He has no idea what even like our fans like look like in person. So, well, that's like that's not true in the home stadium in person. So, the people who don't always travel, I'm excited because it'll be the environment will be different. And not to say it's in our favor, but stadium is our favor. You know, stadium is us. That helps us. I don't care what nobody says. This is the most dopest feeling I've ever had. Like we've like we're having two back-to-back playoff games home. Like, come on now. Like, we get to leave and go eat wings. Like, like it's it's cool. So, good luck. We like to go. Oh, we get to go home and eat wings. Eat wings. I love good it. Luck. That's the football version of we can go home now, right? The Jokic <laughs> drop that we have. I love that. Good luck, says Deion Dawkins. Let's go. I mean, it's not just Mahomes, too. Let's go. This is wild. This is absolutely crazy. NFL Network Research gave me this list. Most consecutive playoff games played since their last true road playoff game in the history of the NFL. The top one, two, three, four, five, six names are all current Kansas City Chiefs. It's led by Travis Kelsey and long snapper James Winchester. It's been 17 games. They played 17 home playoff games since their last true road playoff game. And that also includes Andy Reid. The last one was the 2015 divisional round when they lost in New England. Alex Smith was the quarterback. You know who was the leading running back? Charkandrick West. Yes. I've mentioned Matuzak and Charkandrick wow. West in one moment. That's fantastic. It is wild. I just finished my immaculate grin for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Andy Reid has coached 17 playoff games since his last true road playoff game. Most consecutive such games all time, five more than the guy who's second on the list, Don Shula. You know who's the only non-chief currently on the list of going so long between true road playoff games is Vince Wilfork for your Patriots, Chris, who went from 2007 to 2016 (laughs) with 15 such games. How will the Chiefs handle this? As I mentioned earlier this week, 
Patrick Mahomes, we've seen him in tons, tons of roles. We've never seen him in the role of road playoff villain, shutting up an entire stadium worth of people who just jumped off a van into a burning table. That's <laughs> his role this weekend. And the Bills fans have been waiting. But Chiefs and Bills is anything but a gimme for anyone, and I can't wait and that's how I wrap up my AFC Divisional Playoff Weekend Preview for y'all. Nice, nice. Let's take a break. Lewis Riddick is chiming in. He's che- checking in, pardon me, on Zoom right now. We will get to one of our favorites to talk ball with before a great talk ball weekend. Next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So what's going on over there? We got we got uh, two. We have two. Uh, he's bringing two in other, props uh, for next week. Whoa, what's going on, whoa, Felly? Whoa. Felly, take a step to your yeah, left so he can see you. All right, what's going my on here? My son is here. No, oh, gosh, jeez. He is. He calls me Papa. Okay, it's well, my son. Oh, Papa don't preach. <laughs> oh, man. Papa, Papa, uh, does that make him the Captain Lou Albano of uh, <laughs> of the Rich Eisen show? If that's if that's now a video. Right? Wasn't he in Papa no. Don't Preach? No, Wasn't he in this? That was Cindy Lauper. She's with Cindy Lauper. Oh, I mixed it up. Papa Don't Preach is um is Madonna. Is Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, but it's the father in it is in the um, video. Yeah, there is someone. Is another famous one? I don't yes. know. I'm watching it's, the video um, right now. Why am I blanking on his name? Yes, Vinny, Danny Aiello. Danny, Danny Aiello. Oh, okay. Danny Aiello. Yes. Yeah. So you're the Danny Aiello oh, of uh, of this program. So, uh, Chris, what did you say to me in the commercial break before uh, we get to I, I uh, saw this, Lewis Riddick? I saw this online earlier in the week. It's cheaper to buy tickets to Pistons home games combined for the rest of the season. For the rest of their regular rest season. rest of the season, like 20-something games, than it is to go to the game on Sunday. The, the tickets in 
Detroit this weekend are like $1,000 is the cheapest ticket. For the Lions versus Bucks. Correct. So you can either go see Lions, Bucks, or every or Pistons game. All, every for Pistons the the home game. The rest well, who's of the coming year? into town? You know <laughs> I, don't, what I, mean? I don't know who they have. Well, but you can't guarantee that the stars that are coming in are not going to be like load right, managed. Exactly. You know who's not going to be load managed? The Lions or the Buccaneers. They're you, not. They're you not see load Giannis on Monday. I don't know. I don't know. He's got a shoulder injury. He was out the last game. Uh-oh. I know that because I am destroying. My 12-year-old yeah. son in our best fantasy dad, right now. Best dad ever. Oh, best hey, dad ever. you got to yeah. teach these kids that there's <laughs> adversity. He's so upset. At one point, it was up 11 nothing on him last night. And there's 11 categories. And don't you feel a little bad or no? Yeah. Of course I do. do but after a while, I mean, these are hard lessons. <laughs> got to be taught. Better you teach them than someone else. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network's back on the air. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Simply one of our favorites to talk ball with. And boy, is there lots to talk about with the divisional playoffs starting on Saturday. Lewis Riddick from ESPN back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Lewis? I'm good, man. I'm just looking out the window. Northeast, like just wrecked with snow right now. I'm oh, loving it. Okay. So you just huddle up inside and you got uh, nonstop football to be watching all weekend long. Lewis, wh- why are why are uh, CJ Stroud and Jordan Love performing the way that they're performing right now? Uh, Purdy coming in in the draft last year performing well. Are we seeing something about quarterbacks coming into the draft and then performing so well quickly? That's similar? Is there a through line here? Yeah, I think it's it's always a number of different things, Rich, as you know. I mean, because it's such an interdependent position, and it really is contingent upon a lot of things being set up to help these guys succeed on top of their own individual just brilliance, all right? And we always are looking for, like, a real simple answer, but there isn't. Okay, so let's look at, look at CJ, right? Think about Bobby Sloan. Many people knew his name but didn't know that he would be able to craft an offense that would consistently allow CJ to do what he does best on a, on, you know, on a, on a very consistent basis, which is read the field very quickly, scan full field very quickly, throw the football with magnificent touch on the second level, throws catchable balls deep down the field. And it just, it's, it's all matching up. And, and just think about the, the rapport that he built with, with Tank Dell and um, and Nico Collins immediately, Dalton Schultz immediately, just and then the offensive line, despite being beat up a little bit, still kept him you know upright enough to where he was still able to like utilize that tremendous pocket presence that he showed at Ohio State. So it's all just kind of working together. The defense starts playing much better. D'Amico gets that place. Look, they, they were top five in the NFL in pass rush win rate all year long. I mean, this is a team that was getting the ball back for him, getting him more cracks at it. So there's this. There's so many things that really came together for CJ to then show people that, hey, remember all that pre-draft talk about my yeah. process power yeah. and my test-taking ability? How insane. Never floating that crap out there about me. Yeah, okay, how do you like me now, right? For, for Jordan, he went to the perfect place where he could sit and watch. And whether you love or hate Aaron Rodgers, you're watching a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer go about his craft. And it's not just about how he went about it on the field, because not anybody, nobody can really do what Aaron does on the field. So Adam Stenovich, our offensive coordinator, was just talking about the fact of some of the challenges that Aaron presented on the field, which was he changed so many things 
at the line of scrimmage that sometimes when they went back and watched tape, they didn't even know what the play call was relative to what Matt set in because Aaron would change it. I'm just talking about the process of getting ready, how to be a pro, how to watch tape, how to practice, how to communicate with wide receivers, offensive line, running backs. Jordan got the benefit of watching all of that. So then when it's his time, the offensive line is still rock solid. The running game principles are still rock solid. Aaron Jones is still all pro caliber. Then you bring in all these young wideouts who have this kind of collegiate type of mentality, meaning, hey, man, we need to get all on the same page with Jordan because you know what? We can take this thing and bring it back to prominence, and it's going to be all of us, all of us young dudes. And you know the power of that kind of collective desire to want to kind of like raise something is very powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about some of the people that you went to college with, right, that you went into college with and you left college with are still some of the people that you identify with the most. And when you, that's why people like building through the draft because those guys almost look at it like, hey, it's almost like we're back in college where we're getting paid a lot more, maybe not too much more considering how NIL is now, <laughs> but you're getting paid a lot more. And Jordan benefited from all that. And on top of it, I'll tell you what, Matt LaFord now – People question, right, was it Aaron, was it Matt? Is Matt really that good? Was he that good in Tennessee? He didn't really do anything in Washington. Yeah, he's that good. He's that good. And the play calling is spectacular. And the thing I like the most about what Green Bay's doing and what Jordan is benefiting from is that they will bash you with the run game. Absolutely bash you. And then put Jordan under center and run play action pass, and you see people running wide open all over the place. Because they got your head spinning as a defender. Like, I don't want to be too far away from these running backs when they're coming downhill. So let me scoot up here. Oops, they didn't hand it off. Now he's throwing it over my head. They've got you right where they want you. So then let me ask you a sports talk radio question. Which which of the teams, Texans and Packers, that shocked last week have, well, the, have the, the better shot to do it again and upset a one seed on Saturday? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It could be neither. I mean, you could think that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Because I was just in Baltimore recently, Mm -hmm. and they have – it's just rock solid. It's airtight down there as far as what what they built, I believe. I'm going to say Green Bay has the better shot. Mm. Okay. And I love CJ. You know I love CJ. You know how I feel about yes. CJ Stroud and Rhymes. Ryans. But Baltimore is the truth, man. They John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta, Ozzie Newsome, they they hit it out the park. It's Grand Slam after Grand Slam after Grand Slam in terms of coaching staff additions this year. Moving T. Martin from wide receivers to quarterbacks, bringing in Greg Lewis to coach the wide receivers, bringing in Chuck Smith to coach the outside linebackers. You see what he did for Jadavian Clowney. Um, Denard Wilson, who's now the pass game coordinator, secondary coach. You see what he's done with Kyle Hamilton. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous what's happening there. And oh, yeah, last but not least, how's Lamar looking? Yeah, right. I know. So it's kind of like a mission accomplished so far, right? That, yeah. that, that they, they got the one seed, Todd Monken's coming in. Lamar yeah. looks superb. I mean, the darts that he is throwing, the windows that he is hitting. Is is truly MVP quality. I think he's going to win the award and deserves to win the award. The question is, is how does it look in the playoffs? Right now, we're about to see that. I, I think 
I think he he if if Lamar could ever burst onto the scene more, now now is when he's going to. Simply because it's a bigger stage. You know what the almost I don't know, I'm gonna make up a word here, the systemic naysayers say about him. Okay? Yes. And now it's the biggest stage. It's the biggest stage to where now you get to see I used to say this about about Bill and used to call New England the Death Star. Now you get to see the full power of the Death Star uh, that Baltimore has built, and with Lamar in particular. And John Harbaugh described it as this. We've given him really, like he really has the keys to the kingdom now because Todd trusts him and says, Lamar, do your thing when you get up to the line of scrimmage as far as getting us in and out of bad plays, making sure wide receivers are where they need to be. If we need to spread the field, we'll spread the field and go empty and go five wides. Now you pick them apart. If we need to condense it and bash them, you know, you know, with justice, or you know, or or bring in um, now Dalvin Cook and let him run the ball down the throat, we'll do that. If we need to run you, we'll do that. We're multiple. We have answers for everything now, and I trust you to make the right decisions. That has empowered him to take his game to an even higher level. The relationship that he has with T. Martin, every quarterback will tell you. It's great to have a quarterback coach who's played the position just like I have because he can see it through. We're, we're so much further down the road as far as our communication. Mm-hmm. It's a, that was a home run move on the part of John Harbaugh, an absolute home run move on top of Todd Monken. They are going to roll. It ain't going to be easy against Houston because you saw the clip. You saw the clip of what D'Amico told Christian Harris. Yeah, how, how cool was that? Back. He's basically <laughs> said, do this, and you go to the house, and then – I mean, that is so powerful when you see a coach saying, you know, grabbing the tablet, pointing out, this is what you do. Do this, and uh, and, and we'll go to the house. And he does it. How powerful is that, Lewis? That is I saw that. Probably the best clip I've seen this year. I love it. Maybe the best clip I've seen in a long, long time. A real, okay, folks, you want to know what coaching is? That's it. You know what it means to put your player in a position to succeed? Yeah. Here it is. I loved it. Watch anything else, just watch this. Yeah. Lewis Riddick here from ESPN on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, let's jump to Sunday. Um, what are your two cents on Lions, Bucks? How do you see that playing out, Lewis? Well, Todd Bowles is going to say, hey, look, Jared, I can't let you get comfortable. I don't know if with your offensive line and your play action passing game, if I can just rely on four, obviously, and I'm not really built that way. So I'm sending the house after you, dude. I'm sending it after you. And Antoine and the boys in the back end, you're going to have to hold it down. Because if we let Jared Goff get comfortable, as we've seen what, what he can do with you when he's comfortable, it's over. It's over. That team is just rolling. Because then if he's comfortable and the running game's coming off the line of scrimmage, then we're really in trouble because this offensive line will bash you too. And Jameer Gibbs, I think, like I said, I think he will be in the top two or three in terms of MVP candidates next year if they allow if they just set him free. And I know that's hard to do when you have David Montgomery who can kill you too. But Jameer Gibbs, Jameer's super special. Super, super, super special. He can be better than Alvin. He can be better than Christian. He can be better than all of them. Mm. So I think that's a heck of a that's a heck of a problem for Todd to have to deal with. But here's the thing. Detroit has to deal with something too. What's Detroit's Achilles heel? It's out. It's the outside lane passes down the field on defense. If you can protect it up and make sure Aiden doesn't wreck your game, you can get this team down the field and you can burn them for chunk plays over and over and over again. 
And who's better to do that than the guys that they have on that football team at wide receiver? And you know Baker can throw it down the field now. Mike Evans has to have his best game of the year. And he could, and he should. So this could be one of those where, look, I love Detroit. I thought I picked them to be in the NFC title game back in January. I think they'll win the game, but I think this is going to be nip and tuck. Because Tampa has Tampa's playing with house money, so to speak. Like people don't expect us to, people didn't expect us to be here. You know, Baker saying there, people, you told me I suck. I was a bus as number one pick. Todd Bowles was the worst quarter, worst head coach in the history of the Jets. That's what people say. He's just benefiting off of what Bruce had done, blah, blah, blah. They have nothing to lose, right? Yeah. The most dangerous kind of opponent. What a great game to watch that will be. Oh, baby. And then, of course, it leads to uh, the prize fight. I mean, this is, <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, I'm, 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 I don't mean to, that's not to denigrate the other three, but I mean, come on, right? And this one's in Western New York for change. And so um, the Chiefs, I wouldn't say they flipped the switch, but I think they found it on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and the Bills are playing some of the best football we've seen in the last month and a half, two months, and they are feeling it. They're feeling good. And Allen is just a touchdown-making machine um, I, I'll, I'll say, it. I mean, he, he, like Kaepernick, you know, in his year where he was running it, throwing it. And he was like, we, we called him the ATM. Like you put the, the card in and out came either checking or savings money. It was just somewhere. It was coming out. The money was coming out. So that's yeah. my long winded setup to ask you your thoughts on this game, how it's going to play out. Yeah. Um, I think I, I heard or I read where, you know, people or someone asked Patrick, uh, uh, the question, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. Is the defense really leading the way here? Are you riding the defense? Are you guys, is it possible that you guys can ride the defense all the way back to the Super Bowl this year instead of you in particular in the offense? I think his answer was, yeah, absolutely. We, we see what's happening here. We see how we're set up this year. And I guess what that leads me into is this. The key to this game for Kansas City, knowing what ails Kansas City offensively, which is the lack of consistent, explosive, down-the-field playmaking. Not that they can't do it. It's just not consistent like it was. The key to this game is defensively, their team speed and their physicality on defense has to be on full display. It has to be at its very, very, very best. And they are very good on all three levels. You saw, you see the clip last week of Legereus Sneed, although it was on a slippery track, just pounding Tyreek Hill and throwing him to the ground at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Got up on the line and pressed. I mean, just really knocked him, knocked him to the ground. That's what it. When you talk about a fist fight and a heavyweight, that's what. The, that's how they have to play. Buffalo. That's how they have to play Buffalo. It has to be every play. I'm basically cocking my fist back and I'm hitting you right in the face mm. before you even get started. Chris Jones have to be at your very best. Charles Amena who be at your very best. Um, Tranquil, be at your very best. Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, these guys can run now, and they can't miss. They can't miss when Josh breaks the line of scrimmage. They can't miss when James Cook breaks the line of scrimmage. And Legarius, you can't let Stefan get get going. You can't. And they're gonna and, and Spagnolo's gonna have to call a masterpiece. And I think they can do it. It'll be tough as hell. And that you know what what. If there's if there's a place maybe I don't know which place will have the best environment this week probably Detroit Detroit will be like unconscious but Buffalo's going to be crazy man. yeah I mean because again they 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 have two home games in a row which yeah. you know uh, and and one of them's Mahomes 
Like this is <laughs> and this is it. Like they have been, I'm sure, just sitting there shaking their heads in these postseason losses, going, "Why do we have to be there?" You know, yeah. and and they finally get it in their house, and they are playing terrific, and and defensively they've been terrific. I I likened it to the to the night from. Um, from uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail that keeps getting chopped up, and he's like, it's just a flesh wound. They, they uh, Honestly, they probably lead the league in star players that you say, well, that guy they can't afford to lose, and yeah. and and they keep going. It's unbelievable, well, you know? And, and see, and everything I've said so far about that matchup about Kansas City, like, and people are like, hey, knucklehead, they still have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, Rasheed Rice – is starting to look like a guy who said, you know what? Like he looked around and was like, well, no one else wants to do it. I guess I'll do it. I'm the rookie second. I'll do it again. I'll become the guy. If you want me to be the guy, I'll be the guy. You want a, you want a hero? I'll be your hero. And Travis Kelsey is still pretty good. He's still pretty good. And that offensive line is still a top three offensive line in football. So they got to hold it down. And Andy Reid, he's pretty good. I can't wait. This is a great great get like I'm sitting here talking to you dude and I'm sitting here like just for a minute and thinking like everyone says the divisional round in the in the NFL season is always the best weekend like mm-hmm. this weekend though like honestly if you love football you have to tell your family if there's people in your family <laughs> get away from me this weekend Leave me alone. the house has to be burning down <laughs> Okay, like literally, even if it is burning down, it's like that little that little meme or that gif where the dog's sitting there and everything's burning. Yeah, sitting there going, fine. <laughs> that's this week. Everything's fine. You're that's right. right. It is because anybody could win it. You you could truly say it. You cannot sit here and say the teams that are in it. Um, all of them have no shot. You really can't say it, and uh, that's what it's all about. And. That's why I wanted to talk to you today, Lewis. You get me fired up. I love talking ball with you. Um, and I look forward to having you back on whenever you're willing. Because, again, sure. obviously there's more to talk about this year. And then, my gosh, we'll be in Detroit for the draft and everything leading up to that. I would love your two cents on that, too. In our way, of course, man. You're the best. Thanks, Lewis. Got it. Thanks a lot. Lewis Riddick, everybody, joining us here on the show. Oh, by the way, he also gave us a new fantasy team name. Mm. Systemic Naysayers. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Oh, that's a very long-winded way of saying Bill Polian. All right, uh, let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Oh, boy, Fletcher Cox, do not ask him about Nick Sirianni's future. Don't do it. (laughs) What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Well, I mean, and that's why I'm wondering why you would go by the name of Matty Ice, Matt. <laughs> that's why I'm wa- I mean, that's a beer-infused nickname, and it, it doesn't fit anymore. So. Would you agree it doesn't fit anymore, Matt? Are you, is the natural coming back, or are we making a push for the natural here? No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> well, I'm pointing out that certain nickname that you've had for a long time just just it i like beer uh, just okay, throw it right. out there i do like beer right so when it comes to it though you just you're not you're not slamming them back right is what you're uh, saying no i'm i guess i'm i'm drinking responsibly okay something that would be uh, a natural light of some sort, man. Are you? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? It's been a long time. See, you keep making my point. Why won't you take the natural from me, man? Why you, just why won't you? Just why won't you do it? I mean, how many times do I have to ask? How many times uh, do I have to ask? Uh, it's just nobody else wants it. <laughs> um. Are you aware I offered it to Stafford, your buddy? Is that right? Yes. He didn't take it either. Well, I mean, he... That's a no, Matt. um, Hold on a minute. (laughs) Excuse me. Hold on. I I gave him full disclosure that it was a retread and that you had rejected it. (laughs) Because I know you guys talk. I know you you guys are tight, right? He forgot to mention it to me the last time I saw him. I can't believe that wasn't top of mind for him. Okay, so just just uh, on behalf of all my loved ones who are cringing right now, just tell me to move on, Matt, and I'll move on. Just tell me to move on. Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. I love you, but you got to move on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so Thank much. You. <laughs> Even if I gave you a T-shirt or anything? <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Matt, I can take a hint after nine years or so. <sighs> The natural back in the day. AutoZone, stream all NFL divisional playoff games on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. Hopefully you've been doing what I've been telling you to do. Catch every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station digital platform. Stream it for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Last year, when uh, the Chargers were up 27-7 on the uh, Jaguars in the wildcard round and then lost. Remember that? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everybody thought, well, Brandon Staley's going to get fired. Remember that? Yeah. Remember I came on the show? I'm like, no, he's not. The Chargers aren't, aren't going to bounce him. They're not going to bounce him. They're not gonna, they don't pay dead money to people. They don't do that. They're going to they're hang on to him. I understand, Chris. When we've had this conversation earlier this week, your response was they should have fired him. They didn't. My point is... How to work out. They fired him anyway. Excuse me. Was I right or was I not? I was right. Okay. That's the point of what I'm trying to do. Thank you for playing along. Also, also, this past week, this past week, Overreaction Monday pod, Overreaction Monday segment, constant conversation between all of us right here. And I said to you, I said to you, Let's play a little what's more likely. Who's more likely to get fired out of the Cowboys and Eagles getting boat raced out and not even having a lead in either of those games? And I said, what's more likely? 
Cowboys firing their guy, Eagles firing their guy. And my answer was neither. <laughs> I'm halfway home. I'm halfway home to being right on that one, too. Now, Jeffrey Lurie has yet to talk, apparently, to Nick Sirianni. They've yet to have their postseason meeting. And lots of talk that he's not free and clear until he explains to Jeffrey Lurie or Howie Roseman, you know, his plan for moving forward. Biggest mystery of the season is what the hell happened to the Eagles. And then, you know, he he keeps the offensive play caller in place. Defensive play caller he takes out and puts the pencil in the hands or the ear of, of Patricia and it gets worse. So, lots of head scratchers and I'm wondering if Jeffrey Lurie's scratching his head and wondering, I think he's going to keep him. Got a couple years left on his deal. Jerry kept... McCarthy with just one year left. But Jane Slater of NFL Network covering the Cowboys came on this show yesterday and she goes, McCarthy has the locker room and a bunch of players telling Jerry, keep him. Jerry kept him. You know who's somebody who uh, thinks that Sirianni should stay? Long time eagle. Fletcher Cox. Have you seen this soundbite? Fletcher Cox being asked about Sirianni's future, and and he acted as if this isn't even a conversation. Like, he was stunned people are even talking about it. Great exchange. All-timer. Check it out. Have you, you know, gotten any wind of what's going to happen? You, know, you have confidence in if you, if you do come back, that confidence in him if he's also the head coach. Like, any news about, what about Nick? Nick, I mean, there's obviously some speculation about whether he may be fired or not. Um, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, man, the head football coach of this team, man. Come on, man. We ain't, we ain't, they ain't even discussion about okay, that. Okay, you okay? You don't think it's going to happen? Like, I, I, don't, I don't got nothing to say about that, man. You're a clown, bro. Get out of my face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new drop. You're a clown, yeah, bro. bro. Get out of my yes. face. <laughs> now, with like, all due what? respect, I don't know who that reporter is. He, uh, honestly, this is a national co- Everyone's been talking about Dude, it, it since it's as Monday. He's living on Planet Fletcher. I, 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 I Honestly. Wow. But that shows you it's just not even in his mind. And uh, there was a follow-up question like, hey, man, are you, you're not aware that this is being yeah, discussed? exactly. Check it out. Are you unaware of this, the discussion about Nick's future? Or are you just saying you, you, it doesn't matter to you? Do you think he should be coach? Come on, man. Uh, what, is it, what is it to talk about, man? This man, he's a winner. He's a winning head coach. Okay. You know, do we have some bumps this year? Yeah, but every team, every organization, everybody everybody goes through it. But we don't look at firing a man who, you know, obviously has won 10-plus games two years in a row that yeah. took his organization to three playoff appearances three years in a row. You know, that's a respect. You know, the coaches, he's a good leader for this team. Um, he, he does a really good job. Did we come up short? Yeah. Did things happen this year? Yeah. But you don't look at, you know, or no, I don't discuss about, you know, firing a man or, you know, this man got a family. I, I don't discuss about anything about that. <laughs> wow. I mean, so he's okay. As far as he's concerned, he doesn't even think it's should be worthy of a conversation. And I get it. Jason Kelsey was in the locker room as well. And, oh. uh, you know, his retirement announcement reported to be coming soon. Um, he said this about Suriani. Of course. Yeah. I love Nick. I think Nick's a great coach. I really do. I think he's a great head coach. Um, obviously. No, nobody was good enough this year. Um, I wasn't. None of the players, none of the coaches were good enough down the stretch. That's the reality of this business. You know, when you're that bad, it's it's a collective thing. And um, 
But, you know, I'll always have faith in Nick Sirianni. I think he's, uh, he does a lot of things structurally and organizationally that I think are really w- well done. Um, obviously, we got a lot of things to fix uh, to improve the outcomes and you know, the offense in general um, from my perspective for next year. But um, no, I, I think very, very highly next year. So there you go. Two of the most respected veterans in that locker room say that. And um, Jeffrey Laurie is going to have to hear from Sirianni who's going to be the OC, who's going to be the DC, and how. what are the fixes. And if he doesn't like it, then maybe he tells Sirianni, well, if we're, if we're replacing both coordinators, let's get a new voice in here for the whole damn thing. That's entirely possible because Jerry, unbelievably, for a lot of people, can't grasp. He He's way more patient than his reputation because, again, he bounced Jimmy Johnson after five seasons years ago. Jeffrey Lurie won and done to Chip Kelly after he realized this ain't working mm-hmm. and then told Doug Peterson two years after bringing a – Lombardi to Broadway, you're gone. So, who knows? But don't ask Fletcher Cox because he doesn't know any. He's not even countenancing it. I don't think they're going to do it, personally. And it's now Friday before divisional playoffs, and we're one hour in to this show, and we haven't heard a thing out of Philadelphia. Tom Pelissero, hour three coming up. And so, you know, did you notice the difference between the two sound bites? One had the, the aforementioned noticed, yeah. clown. Again, I don't know who the reporter is in it. But he's not a clown. Hey, come on. Everyone's thinking that. It's fair to ask. Uh, a million percent. <laughs> so. But you got your answer. Yeah. And then the second sound bite. He was gone. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought like, of. When did, I, what, what, is, is there like a trap door next to Fletcher's locker that he could just drop the guy out? You would assume oh, because there was a totally gone. different guy standing in that exact same spot. Couldn't have been more than 20 <laughs> seconds later. You like know, Kaiser, like oh, Kaiser so say. Yeah. Like, well, what do you know? It disintegrated. That's a, that's a Looney Tunes line. By the way. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy because that was that, that was a I feel he didn't need to get fine either by, no, no, no. by Fletcher. You know. But you know, what are you gonna do? It's Philadelphia, man. You better have a thick skin when you're talking. It was a, it was yeah. a clown, bro. You're a clown. That's like that's Bryce a new Harper drop back in the day. It's there, a cl- it's a <laughs> now you see him, <laughs> abracadabra, and, 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 and now you don't. <laughs> All right. By the way, is, he's got the he's got the Patricia yeah, pencil he's thing. Got the pencil in his hat. That's right. Guess what? The Eagles are going to regret not firing him. I mean, let's just be honest. I don't know about just that. Just like the Cowboys, just like the Bills, if they lose and, mm-hmm. or this weekend and keep McDermott. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, if there's a conversation surrounding it, you should do it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> That's insane. Hour two coming just up. Keep it real.